Hello and welcome to the Daily Lawyer podcast. This is yet another episode in our careers in the law series and today we are going to be speaking uh, to a very interesting person who is a lawyer but uh, really thought in a very original way way back in 2013 when after his law degree he set up uh, Legal Desire Media which is today uh, a leading industry leading industry insights uh, media company in the legal industry and uh, it is into legal publishing legal marketing they work with over 50 global law firms in various practices for comprehensive business development or they empower small law firms to successfully build their brands connect with legal consumers and they do all of this through uh, seo through managing their web properties through building organizational digital presence and so on so it's absolutely amazing that someone way back in 2013 thought of this uh, i am speaking about mr anuj kumar who is the founder of legal desire media and not only that he didn't only think of that but recently is also founded and is the editor in chief of fashion law journal which is absolutely amazing because he now uh through fashion law journal he and his team are looking to explore the legal landscape of the fashion industry to create possibilities and opportunities for the legal industry to help the fashion industry and its stakeholders and he wants to do this through um assisting brands in compliances in the fashion industry or in issues of licensing merchandising protection of their intellectual property rights and so on so not only that he also has established a wing of forensics and criminal investigation in the legal desire media so he's done so much and i'm really excited to get into this conversation with anuj thank you so much for being here anuj i know it's a it's a busy day for you so i really appreciate you giving me this time thank you zainab i have like i said i really have a lot to ask you especially how you thought of this way back in 2013 when all all of us were just trying to run behind the next you know better job i guess the bigger brand name uh, but before i go there i want to ask you uh, can you take us back to where you started like how did you think of being a lawyer and your journey from being a law student to where you are now yeah so uh, like before starting my law school so i was into the computer science and cs and it thing so i did prepare for the entrance exam so that time uh, like now we have jwe mains examination so that time we were having two examination like jwe and then we have ai triple e also so i prepared for ai triple e also so i got an it and then uh, but then i changed my mind i wanted to do law because i was more into the writing thing like journalism and all so that fascinated me so by the time of my like 12th standard 11th standard so i was writing some short uh, columns and articles for newspapers so so it was very fascinating for me to see that little paragraph published in that newspaper so uh, that i thought of like something so that i can manage both these things and law something that i can manage the media thing and then writing thing so i did uh, pursued law so like i come from uh, uh, like merit and then there were no top tier law schools so that time i was not having any knowledge of flat and other examination so i did pursue uh, from university in merit and then i did my master from the state university in up ccs university and uh, uh, so this is was my journey out the law school so when i uh, when i was having my first class in my law school the first semester the first day so i was having a contract of law class that is something that bounced everything so like i was not having an idea about like what type of contracts are there because i was more into the it 
I was designing website earlier as a freelancer. So then I thought that this is something not for me. I can't do uh, like litigation or something. So I have, though I have seen in movies and suits, uh, like about the court life, litigation life. And then I started something uh, with my own passion, like hobbies. So I was designing the websites of client also as a freelancer uh, way back in 2012. So then I started this website, Legal Design Meeting Publication. Earlier it was uh, just a website to publish legal news and notification. And then we started uh, like publishing the legal news and then judgments on these. So that time there was another problem is that uh, the courts uh, were not allowing any journalism and journalists inside the courtroom. So now the permissions of uh, like journalists, there is permission. So now you can go inside the courtroom. You can even do the live uh, tweet feed and all this thing. So that time it was very difficult. So we have to wait for the orders to be published on the Supreme Court website. And you know, uh, way back in 2012. So it was very, so we have to wait for a long. So at least, so sometimes it take about one week to get some order published. So we have to wait for every day for the evening so that some order get published and then we were summarizing those judgments. And then we were putting those website as like some format articles to the website. So we started this thing and uh, it was something good for us because it was also helping in our law school examination also because we were so updated. So we were ahead of the faculties. So because we were, uh, we were knowing about the, uh, uh, we can say, the judgments that are being there in the court and the discussion and what will come up with the matter in the next uh, day of Supreme Court and the High Court. So in our law school examination also, so we are only mentioning the latest judgment in cases. So we are not mentioning those judgments that were there in the textbook. So that helped us and uh, because we are summarizing these judgments, so it also improved our content writing skills and all. Then uh, we started our uh, this uh, legal design international journal. So we came into the hard copy. So we got ISBN number, ISSN number, and then we started this publication. And then so on, we increased our uh, like ventures also. And then uh, so I wanted to do something into the IT field only. And then uh, I tried my luck to do digital marketing for lawyers and all. But then and again came to note that there is a restriction on lawyers that you can't do advertisement and uh, solicitation of their work. So it is banned under the Bar Council of India guidelines. So then I researched about the other countries and the same was the situation across the globe. Only few countries are there which are having exceptions. So then we thought of something. So SEO and uh, these were something also new that time also. So there were no such thing about the SEO. So there were uh, like other unconventional method. So we were trying to do something. So we started content writing. We tried to approach Indian firms firstly. And uh, we, we have shooted, I think, over 1,000 plus emails to approach them for legal marketing, but they were not convinced because it is then again, uh, because there's something new. And to convince them for the legal marketing thing, and then again, the Bar Council of India guidelines are there. And then we tried to approach the foreign law firms and we good, uh, received, uh, we uh, did receive good response from two to three firms after sending over 1,000 of uh, emails, but we did have our first two clients and then we started work with them so that was something experimental for us also but it did well and we tried to expand our clientele also in 2015 and then uh, we started uh, we tried we tried to explore new things like seo and then artificial intelligence and uh, like how we can use this technologies search engine optimization and then digital marketing content marketing we started content creation for them and then we'd uh, like we talk with the lawyers across the globe. So there is a very difference between the landscape of Indian legal industry and their industry. So if we compare, like our Indian lawyers have much burden of litigation plus content, like everything they have to do. 
unless there is a big law firm, top tier firm. But if you are individual, you have to do everything. So that is not the case over there. So there are different set of arrangements. So they have they have different transcription also, depositions also there. But we don't have such thing in India. So we try to understand about the work profile of a lawyer and how we can minimize their workload and how we can uh, we can easily their work and so that they can only focus on litigation and we can handle the other part of work like managing their offices, like doing the HR work. So then we started this uh, services, legal marketing service and legal business management services. Uh, then we approached uh, these clients again, uh, the prospective clients approached the globe and then we did receive a good response and so and so on like by word of mouth publicity and our work so we uh, we are expanding this is mind-blowing so from what i understand you actually started when you were a student yeah and then you know uh, i don't know how you did it because when i was a student i was only bothered about either going to class or chilling or uh, it's just amazing that you did it now you keep saying we like was it you and someone else or it's uh, like who was with you so yeah we have a team of four to five students with us and like uh, even my best friend is also with me uh, after, even now in the ninth year also though he has started his own taxation program but we are still together and there were other student also so that time we were a group of small students so because that was something new and they wanted to do something that's also apart from the law school studies and this is something like i told you it was helping in the law school examination and the other things so students were going to the moot court examination court competitions so this was helping them so they are getting the judgment summaries or something so that time other website uh, like uh, were not familiar also like live law bar and bench so that was so they will started also in that time period only so now what does legal design media do you told us how you started uh, but then I know that you've expanded quite a bit now and you've really kind of, uh, you know, grew a lot, not just in India. So now what do you do? So uh, what we do, if you visit our website, uh, like we are a legal media and we cover the legal industry. We are only covering the lawyers and law firm offices. We are not covering the judgments as of now. So like, like earlier we were covering, but now we are focused on only covering the legal industry about the deals of date merger acquisitions what what is happening across the globe and then apart from the legal insight provided like we are also publishing the research report with various law firms and other think tanks with various organizations also so we are collaborating with co-third research reports we are having our own surveys and rankings also and then uh, apart from media thing we are uh, like helping the startup law firms startup lawyers and individuals and also the top tier law firms to expand uh, their clientele to have to to give them the target leads to manage their business development operations doing their internal communication managing their internal and outward communication thing uh, helping them in expanding to the other market also and then we are also helping the startups so that they can uh, do the compliance as well so because startups is some so they are not aware about the government policy so because if we talk about india so uh, the government, the union government also, and the state government, so they have much more to offer to the startups. But these schemes are not clear to the, uh, the startup lawyers, and it is very difficult to avail those schemes because of the documentation process or the offline and online mechanism. So we help them uh, uh, by uh, managing their documentation, compliances, uh, if there is something licenses needed or registration is needed. So we help them to uh, get MSME registration, IP protection, or company registration so we do that so apart from non-lit uh, like litigation work we are doing everything 
like we have already uh, the landmark as mandatory doctors were also under the consumer protection act that time so uh, moving on to this thing so like in this direction uh, we have electives in the last semester so we have to choose some options so there were insurance one other things so but then i decided to go for medical jurisprudence so that i can explore this field and uh, i was the only one uh, with my friends so like we were two on, uh, two friends only uh we don't have any teachers to teach uh, this medical jurisprudence so we have to go to the medical college or university and we were studying with the medical students over there and then we got to know about the problems in this field what types so like doctors are also not aware about the laws what are the guidelines of mca medical council of india dental council of india and uh, the, about the licenses so and how they can protect themselves about the, like there are also fake cases uh from the patient side and also about from their enemies also there, that can be the case so then i explored this field and came an investigation or something that all like that was fascinating like to go on the crime scene and how evidence is collected so then i ventured into this field so we have to do something up, about this field so we started a department of forensic science and use like firstly we uh, initially we took only the forensic professional with us in our team so there were some research scholars Uh, so like we started our team with 17 so, like professionals so they were having like some like 90% of them from the phd background and some of them were like doing their masters uh, so they were in the last year so we did hire them so because we were not having any knowledge about the forensic science so they were pure science students like msc forensic science or phd forensic science so they were not having the knowledge of the law and we also gave the uh, department name uh, department of forensic science and criminal investigation so the idea was to bridge the gap between the law and the forensic science how forensic science can help them uh, in next generation criminal investigation system so then we got to know like what types of uh, laws that they are being taught in this curriculum so there are very uh, like few clauses are there like very few sections like arms act and the evidence act so that that was so they are only restricted to that thing and when we analyze about our curriculum so we are not having something about forensic science in our whole law school so we were taught evidence we were taught ipc but not specifically about the forensic science so we have only one section in evidence act that talks about the inclusion of uh, opinion of a forensic professional but we were not taught about all this thing in detail and so it is understandable also because we have a like limitation of one semester only uh, we have to read all evidence act 
so uh, but for a student who want to pursue their masters in criminology or llm in criminology or want to or maybe he want to become an ips after their law so they should have a knowledge or even uh, the problem is that when uh, such matters goes in the court of law even judges were not uh, like we can say well aware about this medical terminology so uh, whatever is the uh, report of a forensic science lab or cbi so that was final because the other party like we as a lawyer we were not able to question them because you were not having such knowledge so that was the idea to start this department so that we can await those lawyers legal profession and also the forensic scientists about the laws over there vice versa and uh, uh, our first target audience was the police uh, personals because they were the first person who go and these the crime scene and so they should know how to collect ev evidence so that was a problem in india so because uh, like police personals go to the crime scene and they touch that weapon by their bare hand and then ultimately then they got to know that our independent impression is already there so then they destroyed that evidence because of fear of themselves getting uh charged so we tried to understand this and then we did some mous and so we had an mou with delhi police so we trained their police personals and then we have uh, our medical legal uh, reporter uh, the first forensic science reporter magazine of india and so it has an editorial board including the uh, directors and assistant director of cbi cbi forensic science and minister of affairs so we got a good support from cfsa cbi and they loved our work so each department uh, of our cbi so they offered our uh, their help and they uh, come with us to go to the colleges to train the students of forensic science and also the law and then we did some training camps for the police personals across india with so many uh, state polices and this is how like we started this venture and it is also now it is also helping the state police personnel and we are also working with the government with some research report and ultimately uh, we did our best and uh, we were very hopeful that we will have uh, one day we will have a national forensic science university in india and now we have a national forensic science university in india so last year the government of india already passed in uh, legislation in the parliament of india so at that time we were having the gujarat uh, forensic science university that was gfsu a state university now we have a national university so we did our bit to promote this field and we are continuing doing our efforts to uh, train the judges so like it should be like we have our uh, opinion and we also uh, are focusing on that area also that uh, the criminal the forensic should be a mandatory su subject for at least masters uh, like the postgraduate students who are pursuing uh, like criminology in law also so that they are told what type of evidences are there what type of scientific terminologies are there and then what is a medical legal report so these are the things that that need to be told to a lawyer so that at least they can cross examine uh, the witnesses and also the report that comes from the cbi because uh, there should because you can't treat that report as a final so it is also coming from a human only so there can be human error so it is not about the case of a corruption or something that we are not uh, 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 like we can we are not uh, we are questioning the independency of uh, like cbi or maybe another forensic so it, it is also about the human error so that can happen anyway and being a criminal lawyer like we should defend our client so we have to acquit them and we should know about what are the what are the particulars in that report so that is the case so so that was the aim of this department and to pursue all this thing to gain this knowledge so i did pursue this criminal like i have to also read about such things so i did the certification I, and i then again go back to the study so i did uh, these courses from the other universities 
and gain practical experience so this helped me because without learning something so i was not able to uh, like venture into this department and then we also wrote a book a guide to uh, indian foreign uh, forensic and indian law so that is now being uh, uh, one of the best seller also so it is distributed to the police personnel across the state government and also the forensic science students so that was the case and we are hoping that we should have one day that we have a mandatory inclusion of uh, like forensic in our curriculum like uh, like bar council of india earlier announced this mediation as a mandatory subject so one day soon we can see like that can be a case amazing anuj if you don't mind me asking how old were you when you started all this because you you went to cbi you went to all of these uh, police uh, uh, departments and it's very intimidating you know to go and when i'm listening to you also like speak about all these various things that you've done right from starting this legal design media in college to everything else that you've done uh, i am amazed at how you just went after it you know i want to do it okay let me just i'm not waiting for somebody else to do it so how how did you do it first of all how old were you and how did you how did you like go ahead and do it meet approach these people like did you know someone did you have any connections how did you do it so i had no connections at all with all these professionals so it is very difficult to approach this person because you can't enter a cba office yeah exactly and then so how did you do it then so uh, like we did our uh, like homework firstly like we did our research work and then we uh, made it possible so that these people know us uh, like especially these persons and we uh, like floated our research work to them and we try to collaborate with them so they are not so you won't find them on any social media or something so then we did our conferences and uh, we uh, when we were starting the journal so we invited them as a editorial board member so then we got a good response from them so they also did our background screening of our organization and about the research we are publishing so earlier uh, we published a forensic newsletter and then we try to distribute for free of course at least 6 to 7 months so we have to wait alone and uh, so they were then impressed by our work what type of work we are publishing and uh, like we were we, pub- we published our also sop for how to do evidence collection what type of new branch of forensic science like wildlife forensic was something that was also close to and uh, uh, then again fire uh, there are firearms to meet and then again ballistic and then uh, there are other branches of forensic science that are something new to india like 3d scanning so uh, we did our work we did research a lot and we tried to approach the other forensic professional across the globe so even uh, the professional from interpol are editorial board member of our department also now so there are other professionals so then we came together and we have an idea so they mooted the idea to for having an international conference so we started this international conference uh, like before covid time so we had already two annual conferences but due to covid then again we have to stop till there and then now we are hoping to see this year so then we invited this professional and then also invited the uh, the government body and we receive a good response and they liked our work they did uh, checked our publications our research report whatever we are doing what you say that us and then they invited us to be a part uh, in the research work and they offered their help so i am very thankful for them and uh, so even my mentor comes from uh, like cbi forensic department only so he is there uh, for all the help so for confidential reason so i can't spell her, his name 
so uh, these professionals are very helpful uh, if i talk about the indian especially so though we we may find difficulty from the state level uh, forensic science lab but we are getting good response from the central machinery so like they are uh, there to help us to support in this initiative because they also want to see the changes and that's why now uh, i can say like in last two year what india has done for the forensic science uh, like no country should have done like uh, i i don't see like no country have done this much like for ha having two to three national forensic science university and now you see uh, there are campus of forensic science university across india they are doing a lot so they are also coming up with the legislation about dna uh, evidence so they are doing a lot and we have a good future in india because in india like if you see uh, the forensic especially the forensic academics so there are schools like they are also mushrooming like lower schools uh, like uh, bsc forensic science msc forensic science, but these students don't have a jobs security at least we as a lawyer we can uh, start practicing from the day one or we can do the traineeship and then we can clear the ib exam and then we can start practicing but they are not able to do this job because uh they have only limited prospects of job uh, in forensic science lab that are very limited and they are very rarely announced and there are no private officials like there are only one to two private forensic science lab because court of law uh, then again credibility is over only on the uh, the state forensic science lab so uh, that is the case so that's why if these students so they are aware and we can promote this field at least we as a lawyer for example if i am running a criminal law firm so i would prefer a forensic science student with me to help me in evidence examination so that is the case so that we can uh, like uh, do something for the forensic student also uh, we as a law student are debating today on linkedin that we are getting unpaid internship but the forensic students are paying for internship that is the reality because they want to learn something and they are paying heavy fees so there are various organization so they are charging uh, at least 10000 per month so for just giving them internship so and uh, so it is opposite to the uh, low school internship that debates we are having so uh, this is the case like we can also uh, like generate employment for criminal lawyers so like we can have them in offices even they can start their own private practice as a forensic professionals like uh, maybe fingerprint expert maybe a uh, we can say document evidence expert so that can be the case but now there is a good scope of forensic in india so we can have somehow but uh, let's assume that this is day 0 like i am asking you again this question only because uh, i i am trying to understand myself how did you start like from someone who's young who's like literally you didn't people think that you're too much of a bachcha you know that oh what is this like what does he know and from what i gather from what you're saying it seems like you guys really thought of what you're going to do you know it was like good one two years planning ki we start today but then the results we'll see only after one year or two years or whatever so how did you manage that kind of planning when you are in whatever early 20s i think because you're still studying and how did you manage finances how do you manage your everything will take money no whether you're starting a journal or how did you manage all of that or even the conference international conference setting up i mean forget even local conference is difficult suddenly setting up international conference how did you manage that so when we start about the international conference like that time uh, like legal desire has an immense popularity so uh, so that was not a problem so like we do have a good clientele at that time so it was only four year back we started this international conferences so like uh, for forensic department legal desire helped a lot like its popularity 
or about the credibility of this name. So that's why we uh, like don't want to have a, another name for this department. So that's why we kept Department of Forensic Science Legal Desire. Like we started Fashion Law Journal as another venture. So, but for uh, like forensic, uh, we wanted to attach it to the legal desire only so that we can combine law and forensic together. So that is a thing uh, like uh, our gates were open for everywhere because of legal desire, because of the clients also. So they also helped us to get into these organization. And also we got some good lawyers with us. So they helped us for conference also. So we, uh, we also received good support from the organization sponsors also. So those were like, you know, uh, and uh, the registration fees also covered the expenses. So that was not the case. And for uh, like starting this thing, yeah, like we have, we were very hopeful that this will work out. And if, if it won't, then also we are doing something like we are doing our bit. So this is not our uh, like primary source of the, like primary uh, venture or like a primary work area, but this is something that we are doing uh, for society. So like we were primarily focused on legal design. Apart from that, we take out some time and go on to the research for legal desire and this forensic department. So uh, we started this thing and like we were hopeful, like even if we, like it will take time, one year, two years. So it took also four years, this department of forensic science. So we were very hopeful and then it turns out good. So now we were not regretting anything. So like we have, the, uh, we got nothing from like last two to three years. So forensic department is only one department legal desire, which doesn't generate revenue because it is completely, uh, we are doing for this uh, sake of the society and for the improving the academics and the, also the legal curriculum also in the forensic curriculum. So we don't have any such courses or something else or a, uh, maybe a paid services in forensic department. So we are only doing the research work. We are publishing the report and that's it. So also the charges of our newsletter, it is only to cover the cost of uh, like the reporter print out. Even we have to uh, pay the uh, like postal uh, charges from our side, but we want it to be uh, like distributed so that people have knowledge about this sector. So this is something. So we are not uh, aiming for any revenue out from this department. So there's something that is very close to uh, even each member of our team so that they wanted to do something. So it is very fascinating for them also to interact with these persons, those who are going to the crime scene. So, and there were various cases uh, like in which uh, there was so many acquittals by the help of forensic sciences. So that is why like this field is very important. Today, if we are not uh, giving the founders of forensic science, then again, we are doing a big mistake. But in the coming days, we have to see it's uh, like, it should be a primary method to examine evidence. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, not on the criminal side, but on the civil side, I had uh, an opportunity to get uh, something. We had, you know, there was uh, some issue and I had to get a laptop forensically examined uh, to get to the uh, kind of decision. So it was only at that time that I realized the importance of having, of course, uh, the state lab has not yet given the report this was before covid but then we did get an uh, an answer from a from a private lab and then that was enough for us uh, to to move on so i i agree with everything that you said now for uh, say there's a there are young lawyers or law students or even whatever any lawyer who's listening to this and they are interested in in pursuing or even understanding forensic science like what you did 
uh, what are the what are some of the tips that you would give to lawyers how can they improve their practice or improve their knowledge or improve even their marketability uh, you know by by using some uh, forensic science or getting into this like what is your tips to get into this field for someone who is into uh, criminal litigation so firstly uh, like you have to read in depth about the indian evidence act because we have only one section in the evidence act which opens the gate for inclusion of opinion of this forensic professional so we don't have any detailed law uh, like as compared to the other countries we have only one section and that is enough to open the entry for these evidences so we have to read about uh, a lot about this section section 45 indian evidence act and then we have to also read about the uh, like there is a chain of uh, study we see in the forensic uh, science local principle we say in the terminology of uh, forensic science like how a crime should be examined uh, like what, like who should be the crime first what are the sops so they have to read a, a lot about those things what can what are the scientific terms so criminal lawyer should learn all this thing what is a rigor mortis what what are the changes uh, you see in a dead body after uh, that uh, after 2 hours 5 hours 8 hours so that are very important the photographs of the crime scene how you can examine this photograph so you need not to become a need not to have a science background for all this thing you you can learn all this thing there are various resources online also and offline also so you have to read about this terminology uh, you have to read about all these sections you have to read about these acts like arms act uh, about the wildlife protection act environmental act so there are other branches also so all this thing and then uh, you have to be uh, you have to make sure about the uh, the particulars that are there in the medical legal report what they have mentioned and then try to uh, recheck with your own knowledge and the research whether they are true or not what what can be there and then try to frame your question because ultimately in court of law so if you don't have any sufficient question or sufficient reason to convince the judges so they won't call the doctors because they only call the doctors and the forensic professional when they have sufficient reason so that they can call them for cross examination so you should be very careful about all this framing these questions uh, in their in your arguments and then when they are there so you have to cross examine them then you have to ask your question and if there are any questions so you would again then you will be able to convince the judges only if you have knowledge so you have to read a lot so being a criminal lawyer you have to also read about the criminal psychology so that is again very important and then uh, what are the particulars so if if something is related to using of weapon so try to read ballistic uh, forensic ballistic uh, so it will also include uh, the physics also a little bit and uh, try to visualize the crime scene like from where the bullets have been fired and where should it reach the in and out of that bullets opening so that are the things that we have to visualize this thing so like you only no need to work on the judgment or define the arguments as per the other cases here you have to visualize you have to be in the crime scene and you have to uh, do a mock uh, crime scene presentation you have to reconstruct the crime scene in forensic science language we say reconstruction of crime scene and you have to go there or like if you are not allowed to go there at least you can visualize something like what type of incident should have been there try to find some witnesses over there and if you are a lawyer also so though you don't have a, a science background but if you go and visit the crime scene you will definitely find something that is related to your that crime maybe now even uh, in forensic we have a forensic entomology so that is a branch of science that reads uh, studies about the insects 
that are there over the crime scene like over a dead body so that are the insect that only comes on the dead body so if there is a presence of dead insect so it's like you can visualize you can again prove in the court of law so there are other various things so you have to read a lot about criminal so if you are a criminal lawyer so you are not limited to the ipc and evidence so you also have to read about the science especially the forensic science and content are available everywhere so you can read so there is no problem Okay, now going from one area to completely another area, fashion law. How did you think after doing all of this? How did you think of fashion law and then starting fashion law journal? What is you know what is your thought with behind fashion law journal? Why did you start the journal? And tell us a little bit about about it also, like about what is it? So, like if you uh, go back and see the uh, like read about the name of a company, Legal Desire. So it is something to explore. Like we, uh, like our desires are not ending. <laughs> so we are exploring the legal landscape. So we are only exploring the unexplored field. So you won't find us doing something that we are that others are also doing. So like though we were in forensic, that is something new. Uh, we are doing legal marketing. That was something new, and now we are into the fashion law journal. So that is something new. So like, uh, like fashion law is like fashion industry. Uh, if we say in India. After agriculture, it is the second most industry that employs the employment. So, 60% of employment directly comes from the agriculture sector in India, and about 25 to 30% comes only from the textile and fashion. So, this is a big, uh, we can say, sector. About 3% of GDP this sector only gave. So, you can understand about the magnitude of uh, this uh, sector. And there are so many people working in this industry, so there will be so many legal issues around it. And the problem with this industry is that, uh, like, we are ignoring the artisans, local artisans. Like, you will see local artisans when you uh, visit any, maybe, like, roadways or highways, you will see there are utensil maker or somewhere, handicraft person. So we don't realize them as artisans. We only see that they are just for their like earning their bread by selling all this thing but they do have their skills and they do also have their right they are also human so when we are talking about fashion law i am not talking about the celebrities at least for fashion law journal i'm not talking about the business of fashion i'm talking also about the rights of the stakeholders and stakeholders includes everything artisans handicraft fashion designer fashion models so uh, like everyone knows about the culture and fashion industry when we talk about there are various cases about casting gouges and in fashion modeling especially so we have to also protect their rights and uh, uh, so we are focusing on uh, the rights of these stakeholders and then again like startups so they are not aware about their rights so for example uh, you as a lawyer you want to start your own fashion brand apart even being a lawyer so you won't have any idea about such thing because you are coming from a legal background maybe you have a knowledge about setting up of your company but you don't have a knowledge about the supply chain right and in covid time we have seen everyone was uh, doing creative work so they started their own instagram pages and uh, then again they were not realizing that they were also infringing the uh, you can say arts and culture and their ip so it is very uh, important to again understand about the art culture uh, the IP and respect the IP right of others and also about the supply chain of fashion industry. For example, I want to start a fashion brand. So I need to understand about the supply chain of this industry. Where will I from procure raw material? And then what type of agreement I need to do? 
so being a layman i will just go and buy raw material without any contract and again then uh, if i get a poor quality raw material then i have no legal option so we are protecting uh, these fashion business owner so so that they have a proper documentation contracts and agreement so when we search about the fashion law industry so we usually find only about the ipr thing so but that is not the case so it is a myth about fashion law it is only talking about the ipr but it has more to do with contracts and agreement so we have to uh, prepare uh, like being a fashion lawyer so we have a lot of work as a contract and uh, agreement drafting and then we also have to uh, see about the strategy of their business development plan we have to also write the business plan to help them raise fund and then again to avail these government schemes so for textile sector also like there are various schemes not only in india but in other countries also so you can avail those schemes so in textile like uh, government of india has the mou with so many different countries so if there is a mou so like we help them those uh, persons like those who are expanding into indian market or indians who want to expand their fashion brand to other market so what are the benefits over there what are the treaties of india and how you can avail them so these exemption and uh, talking about the uh, the handicraft rights so there are schemes uh, and artic for artisans and handicraft person like there are schemes in india like this food this scheme ambedkar hastial yojana so we are helping them to avail those schemes like there is a, a like we we all know about the other card so there is also a, uh, another card called artisan card so they are not aware about the artisan card and if you have artisan card so like they can avail free uh, education for their children and free medical uh, insurance so and also uh, collateral free loans up to 10 lakh rupees and also they will get benefit of free uh, uh, exhibition like they they will get free stall in exhibition like trade fair uh, of uh, like that is usually organized in delhi and also at the various state government and even like uh, if you are registered as artisan uh, member with the government of india so like they will publish your name and details and they will share with the other embassies also so you might get some good connections with them and you will get an order from them so these people are not aware about these schemes how to avail them so firstly we are trying to we are visiting these artisans uh, like for example we are visiting lucknow for chicken curry workers and then in muradabad and other so we are training them firstly we are awareing them about their rights about their ip rights and then we are on site we are uh, like doing their registration for artisan card that is free of cost only so we are helping them avail those services and for business owner i told you like we manage their compliances work and all this for thing so it's a big sector and we have to be being as a lawyer we have to do something about it so there are various legal issues in this industry but uh, 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 we can say the stakeholders are not aware about this fact so they don't see as a legal problem because they don't find any uh, solution for it so so they ignore the, such things so like they have to fight with their uh, raw material provider and other things so but if you have a contract in place then you can again you can claim the, such compensation so there is a complete supply chain like uh, like if i explain you in summary so like firstly when they will procure a raw material then there will be sales purchase agreement when then it goes to the uh, manufacturer so might be i don't have such funds i am just only start a fashion designer so i needed manufacturer to design my like i have my design i will share my design with that manufacturer now there are possibility like uh, my designs are being uh, misused so i have to then again uh, protect their design so i will protect their design for ipr and then when they are sharing again then there will be ip licensing agreement so there are so many uh, chains of agreements 
till the delivery of product logistic agreement will be there and then e-commerce guidelines will be there so th these are the things so this is how like fashion law work but it, you've given a, an a amazing insight because i don't think anyone has uh, or rather many people have not thought of of this industry as a special uh, different industry like how you explain and all the things that are required you know all the things that go into this industry now because you also interact not just with the established sort of designers with labels but also local artisans uh, in my experience uh, it's very difficult to convince them to sign anything okay you tell them ki aap likh lo aap paper mein likh ke de do like nahi 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 matlab mujhe aap aap kuch bhi bolo lekin main mujhe aap paper mat dikhao how do you you know you spoke about licensing agreements and uh, supply chain i mean uh, uh, supply agreements how did you how do you convince them to do things like that you know how do you organize it because in this huge unorganized sort of structure so like we also face this problem so uh, we face this problem initially and then we did something about it like what we did like we managed to get some uh, persons from that community only so like we can identify at least those who are interested in this field so we firstly uh, get them on our borders like we train them we aware them and then we take their help to convince other so so that they can convince them better so before getting them any register for anyway so like firstly we tell them about the benefits of these thing so like even the minister of textile and minister of handicrafts so they have also did videos in hindi so we requested them and we got those videos in hindi so that videos are helping us so they that are in pure hindi so uh, when they watch so they this see a credibility in th those videos and then we so the, like we give them uh, about the insight of these uh, schemes and the other, the examples of other communities that they are getting benefits so we also give them opportunity if you want to interact with them then you can also interact with them so those who are already getting these opportunity so this is the purpose like this is how you can uh, like convince them firstly you have to make them familiar with this community if there are any such person who are already gaining such benefit from this scheme so try to connect with them so now they are comfortable and then uh, like you have trained five people and then again out of five at least two will come with you for the next uh, community uh, like workshops so now in covid time we had organized offline like online meetup only so uh, we had our volunteers Uh, like for example even our team members so they go back to their uh, home cities hometown so then they try to found the communities and then they sit together like in, in like in any community place or halls and then they have their laptops over there and we were doing such meetings at once uh, so that that did very well and because they were not only familiar with the uh, using their mobile phone also so we are also doing uh, uh, such workshop like how they can sell their uh, like products by using instagram so we are also doing such type of workshop like uh, like we did have a mou with mumbai fashion week and we have uh, step by step fashion there is an organization started by uh, former alumni of nit student and ift students so we are doing such workshops like how they can uh, create reels for their product how they can do photography for these thing and results are amazing you will see uh, these uh, like ladies from uh, those villages and all so they are doing good work and they are getting now good uh, benefits on the instagram so people are connecting with them and we have we are also sharing their handicrafts with our stakeholders 
uh, with our clients also. So if they are interested, they can buy. So they are getting the money. And now they, because they are aware, so now again, uh, they are uh, uh, like they are getting good prices also. Earlier they were creating for a supplier uh, and they were not getting such money. Uh, but now uh, like they are able to get because now they are empowered. So education changes people, education empowers you. So that is something we have seen over here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, it's really amazing that you continue to, like, you know, everything that you're saying, I feel like you are constantly focused on impact. Like what is the impact I can provide? Either whichever industry, wherever impact is required, you seem to have a knack of picking uh, the right sort of industry and then going after it. I can speak to you a lot about how you did it because I'm very, very interested. But uh, I want to know now, you know, generally moving on, I want to know because you have so much of experience, literally from the grassroots to the uh, executive uh, executive uh, bodies. What do you think is are the mistakes that everyday people make? Everyday people meaning non-lawyers or lawyers, anyone. What do people? What do What do you think are the mistakes people make in their everyday lives that, with little bit of understanding of the law, like simple things that you are doing, what you spoke about, artisan card, things like that, they they can just make better choices in their lives, you know, and get and make life easier for themselves. So, what are those mistakes that you you think people uh, are making? Firstly, like we are ignoring law, uh, we are ignoring also the government also. So we like people are criticizing government. So that is a democracy. Like you can criticize, like maybe your state government is not working. Maybe union government is not working. But firstly, you have to check. Like I may come from a different ideology. So like the part in power maybe have a different ideology. But when I see uh, these schemes and they are relating, they are helping my clients. So I should appreciate it. So then again, uh, there can be problems in impl implementation of these policies. So, but we as a lawyer, we have to do something about it. At least we can do such thing. We are not like we are, uh, we, we can say like we have clients. We can earn money from our clients, but we have to do also for society. So like this, uh, it's, a, it's a social profession, right? So uh, like firstly, we have to uh, like see about the policies and law we have and whether we are taking uh, the advantage of these government schemes. And if there is some problem in the scheme, at least, so we have options to write to the government and we can then again uh, file a RTI. We have option now with the RTI, whether the scheme is running or not, what are the problems in it. When government of India is having the union budget after the independence. So we know there is a budget allocated to these policies. And when we see uh, that budget allocation, from the uh, next year and we see there is a lot of unused amount of these policies because people are not aware they are not availing the scheme so we have to use that part else because it is because government has already allocated they will do uh, publicity that we have granted this much amount of fund but whether are we able to avail those benefit or not because that will be in the government uh, advertisement so we have to uh, like firstly we don't have to ignore the law whatever our law of land we have our rights, fundamental rights. We have sufficient fundamental rights, and I don't think so. Any other constitution gives such much uh, uh, like fundamental rights and that DPSP also. Even DPSP is also implemented in India by the way of judicial president. We don't have to fight for that much in other countries. Like there are various poor conditions. Like if we can see the example of Afghanistan, Pakistan, at least we are at good place. And we have so much, uh, our judiciary is there. Our judiciary is credible. So we have options. Another thing is that uh, 
uh, getting half knowledge of something it is very then again dangerous so like i have seen uh, uh, like in my clients like startup lawyers they that they are having their startup ventures so they come uh, with some uh, like pre made uh, agreements that they download usually from the website so that again then again uh, later on they have to pay a lot for that so if you are starting your venture so you have to carry it like your baby so you have to see about all this thing what are the legal documentation required what are the taxation whether you have to file a gst or not so we have to respect the law if you want to take advantage if you want to avail those benefit we also have to respect the law so with rights it comes duty also so these are the things so let we should be aware about and we have to read a lot so like in this uh, current uh, we can say century like we have a problem of believing the fake news like whatever there is on the internet so we have to do a fact check so we have left checking the facts and all earlier we can say like we were believing on the radios and television so we don't have any measures to check the news but at least now we have a measures like we can check the news at least we can have file an rti from the government and we can ask whether it is true or not even government has also their fact check uh, handles also so we can use that so uh, right uh, like reading uh, like we have to read a lot we have to also do the fact checking so whatever comes to your whatsapp we have to do a fact check and then we can so these are the problems i see correct i agree and you've given me a wonderful opportunity to segue so one of the reasons also why i started tdl and i think you know it because somewhere we've discussed this is that i also found that you know people the way we treat law even though we are living within the law is i as long as the police doesn't come to my house and mujhe mere upar penalty nahi lagti hai na i'm okay i can do everything matlab that is the threshold you don't want to touch anything else and there's so much more if you just know basic not just basic if you just take a little effort to know a little things or approach a lawyer from the beginning and not approach a lawyer at the end uh, when you know a problem has come your life becomes so much easier and i wish and i really pray that through tdl and through your venture and all of the other things that all of us are doing together we can change the way people look at law we are uh, really badly saddled with this bollywood stereotype of you know so uh, anyway i agree yeah, like and fearful of police personal but why like they are fearful about police so like like they fear from police like they have come into their homes but if you are aware if you are educated you won't be frightened from this police exactly like, exactly so uh, one last question before we go to the next segment that is what do you think is lacking in the legal system today uh, you are doing a lot of things to plug the gaps honestly uh, i think you are one of the few people i know who is actually actively working on this but otherwise in a general way what do you think is lacking in the legal system today so our legal system about the academics is completely based on books and i see a lack of practical knowledge like for example uh, we go to the mock courts uh, competitions so even uh, 95% of colleges will be uh, are, are there even those faculties those who are training for you for the mock court competition they themselves haven't yet gone to the mock court competitions or also about the criteria about these uh, like we can say the research and development we are lacking so we are not focusing on on research publications we are only focusing on these mock court competition i am personally not a fan of mock court competition and uh, i usually uh, go like mock court publications research paper 
if you want to do something if you want to make a career in law and you want to be a good lawyer then go for writing research paper and if you want to make career in any practice area not in fashion law not in criminal law take any uh, stream for example if i give you example of fashion law if someone want to check my credibility if, if i have a uh, we can say domain authority of this particular subject so what what are the documentation like what how can i prove by my research paper and publication i can't uh, go and tell that I, i have attended this workshop i have attended this conferences but if i have written something it means i at least i have to two to three months of time in my research paper so that is the credibility of research paper and review papers so my mood quotes and all these things are good for uh, uh other things other skills but being a lawyer you should also write uh, like do reading and also write research paper and uh, like review paper we completely ignore our parliamentary website if you the biggest resource of uh, legal education knowledge is our lok sabha and rajya sabha website go and check the question hour on these website try to search any policy and you will find hundreds of uh, parliamentarians those who have asked those question and government have given reply so that is a complete uh, completely ignored in india even our law school doesn't teaches about these thing when we go and research about uh, like if we, if i am writing a research paper uh, like being a uh, we can say a layman i will go wikipedia i will go to other books in journal and then i will type it down and then i will uh, say it, uh, like this is my research paper but that is not research paper that is a review paper and also that is a copy paste paper so that won't help but if you are coming up with a research paper or review paper you have to do uh, fact finding you have to go and you have to do a survey you have to interact with the person for your research paper what is topic about what are the stakeholders and then also go to these website go to try to find your find, uh, like your question and answer it will be there on the parliamentary website for a constitution also try to read uh, about the constitutional assembly debate like for each article why this article was there in our constitution of india so that because there was a debate in the constituent assembly so try to read about the uh, reasons that has give, that was given by dr b r ambedkar and the other uh, members so that we completely ignore in our law school i don't see any teachers telling about these constituent assembly debate so they are only teaching you the textbook uh, we have limited textbook in uh, for our constitutional reference so we are only reading that so we are not reading our parliamentary website parliamentary public policy we don't know about the roles of these parliamentary committees so that is very important so that is a big problem in india so if this uh, if they believe themselves to be law school then they have to do justice by also giving importance to the our, like parliamentary website parliamentary documentation and about our constitution so that will be then again a complete respect to constitution if they are teaching us constitution and try to include the practical skills now we have so many things like fashion law now we are we are having a age of metaverse artificial intelligence but are we able to like uh, do justice we are we, we have only same faculties over there we have to invite other external person right those who are working in the field maybe as a guest faculty so they are the only one that who can solve the doubts of the students so try to inclusion of these faculties practical persons can only help so otherwise like we are only having theoretical knowledge so of single example that can prove that our legal academics is very uh, we can say opposite of the practical nature like when you go for your first internship in district court you see everything opposite like whatever you have read in your textbook and whatever you have seen in your movies that is not the case in the real court of law so that times your law school fails you and then you have to then again even that uh, munsi in that 
the chamber knows more than you so that is the reality so that that is why we are uh, like lacking behind in our law schools we are not getting those practical skills so our law school is not preparing for us for the court of law they are only preparing us for the textbook or maybe for the masters course or pg course so this is the this is the problem i see a lovely so the last segment is called five four three two one that's like a fun thing like because so we can get to know you better so it's five of something four of something three of something two of something one of something so first thing because you do so many things i don't even know how you manage to do so many things in a day but uh five productivity tips that you would uh that you want to give anyone you can include even apps or things like that that have helped you okay so like personally like i have tried so many apps but i didn't find any one useful but yes even your small apps like reminders in your phones like reminders in your macbook and phone like if you have apple then you you are good to go because your reminders in uh, your macbook and <laughs> your phone that keeps you awake and if you don't have then you can use uh, like other uh, softwares like notion so that are very useful if you are in collaborative nature you are working with the team then notion will help you and yes uh, like productivity tips like you have to like try like it is about something about the other life apart from the professional like if you wake up early so that is very useful because even you don't do anything you just wake up early 5 am 6 am try to do that at least you will see that you have a like at least 12 hours for your day now you have a time that you can manage by yourself even if you want to sleep so that is up to you like you can take two more hour nap so if you wake up early then you see, uh, see things differently and if you are waking up 10 am you have already lost 4 to 5 hours you have left that time period and then uh, whatever you are doing make a note of all this thing whatever your learnings are there so like for low student uh, so productivity hack is that uh, wh- whatever you are researching for, like try to make folders in your uh, laptops or maybe your pc or try you can also make a google drive by a different names like uh, constitution and ipc and you can also make sub folders like if you came across any like judgment try to include that judgment into that folder if you came uh, like came across any legal news or something you can put it in that folder now try to make this habit try to make uh, at least fill these boxes at least once a day at least something that you are reading something and you have something to fill in that folder now this will help you in your later stage maybe while you are going for any mode for maybe if you are trying to write a research paper or maybe you are writing just an article or doing any or maybe you are doing any social media debate so that will help you so now you can go back and that is your own personal wikipedia and you can go back and then you can click on folder that yes this is ipc this section that i find something and you have something so you don't have to research and you have to then again go back to the other thing so that is something you can do if you are reading newspaper and try to uh, opt for uh, like offline newspaper because now it is an age of uh, like print uh, pr- like a digital version of newspaper and then we usually lose the pdfs and all uh, in offline one so like you can circle uh, all these uh, legal words or maybe the english difficult words and then again you can uh, put cutting though you can take a photograph and then you can put in that google drive folder but it will help you if you are reading something on offline version so that you can do and try to connect with the like for low school uh, like low student uh, reading writing research paper and networking very important try to use linkedin in a better way so that will help you 
Okay, lovely. Now you give me a good segue to the next question, which is four books that you recommend. Like I personally not into the books. Uh, like I'm into uh, the academic books only. So I have just only read about, uh, like I'm into the biographies only. So of um, uh, one per single person, like I can, I can say that you can read his whole book is Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam. You can read Ignited Mind. You can read Wings of Fire. So yeah, so you can uh, read all this thing. I am a book collector, but not a reader. So what kind of books do you collect then? Everything like if I like, uh, I love stationeries and books. So when I am visiting any bookstore or something, so I usually like I will buy something, but that stays in my like, cupboard. Your bookshelf. What about the academic books? What are like some of the things that you've read which you would uh, recommend? See, academic books. So there are so many academic books are there. So uh, like if you want to find something author about a book, so like what you can do, like you can try to uh, search them like the authors on internet, on LinkedIn also, and you will find their research and publication, their credibility and how many times they are cited. So that is a good hack. So if you are coming across any new author also, then again, you can try and you can see if there is a good Kindle edition version is there and before purchasing any book. So you can go and try to find out the expertise in that practice areas, like for arbitration, you can search then again, who are those person and then try to find their search book and uh, try to read the interviews. Like I, I myself do this. If I want to, for example, if I want to learn about some particular areas like for example fashion law i will search for podcasts like your podcast is there you have done so many podcasts okay so if there are for example there is employment lawyer so i will search for the podcast and if i find something in your podcast i will go and uh, like listen to that podcast so that i can understand that person like what is the work profile of that person so if you want to excel into this field interviews and podcasts are very helpful so I, we can understand like what books they have, they may have read. So, so that inspiration come from them. Like they are having that type of work because I can't imagine the life of a employment lawyer or labor lawyer, or maybe a arbitration or arbitrator. So we have to understand about their work life so that we can again step into That's this. true. In fact, uh, that's uh, even I'm a big consumer of podcasts, but we didn't have any legal podcasts that we can, you know, it's, even though we are lawyers, we'd like to know about other fields as well. Because generally, I think by nature, we are curious people, uh, lawyers. Okay, you've given many tips for the next question, but uh, I'm still going to ask you three tips for lawyers or law students, maybe specifically for your uh, law students. For law students, uh, like try to experiment by uh, venturing into more practice area. Don't limit yourself to one practice area. So usually students are into habit. Uh, of uh, like choosing only one field. I see this problem in on LinkedIn. So once there are uh, uh, like IPN fields, and then again on second month, another month they are they become art professional, they become uh, fashion law and fields. So this is not the case. Or like if you are limiting yourself to one field, then be focused on that. Because when you are in law school, you are reading those subjects. So you can't restrict yourself to your first year of your subject. Try to read. So this choice should come into the fifth year. When you have read all this thing, try to have internship in multiple disciplines so that you can understand. Try to have internship in also the uh, maybe a, a media company uh, so that you can understand about the media and also about an NGO 
so that you can understand of the society and then you can also go for a litigation internship and for litigation don't go directly for the supreme court internship go to a district court and session court because whatever you will learn so that that is um, that you have learned everything if you have learned institution of suit what are notices how case rest is there so like you learned everything over there and even uh, the lawyers will give you much liberty to learn over there in the district court on the supreme court and high court internship you are just drafting or researching so this is the case there even like you will go with your lawyer even it can happen sometimes that you can even argue in district court it usually happens so that is the case like you will get a practical knowledge so try to go for uh, for law student you should go for a district uh, we can say session court internship that is must secondly uh, like start uh, like doing experimenting with the various practice areas try to understand about that practice areas what is the work profile of that lawyer and whether it will be a good fit for you or not because some of them are not comfortable with litigation some of them are not comfortable with the corporate job so you have to firstly experience that and you will gain experience either by doing the internship or either by interacting uh, with those person like whether you should interact with them on linkedin or you can write or you can read other interviews and podcasts so that is very helpful so now like we have podcasts so like you have started this so it is a good initiative it is it will surely help those students and uh, other professionals also thank you yeah i hope so uh, now two life lessons that you have learned so far life lesson is uh, like uh, i'm not getting uh, such life lessons so there are so many so like if uh, uh, like go slow and don't be in a hurry and uh, do your homework whatever you are doing you have to uh, read about it you have to uh, like research about it whatever you are trying to do so that no one should be able to uh, like you have to be prepared for the worst so uh, like you have to prepare for the worst and then for example try, uh, uh, other thing is that uh, be selective in choosing your friend circle so that is very important so if you have a good community if you have good friends so that makes your life easy so uh, they may be in different uh, practice area or maybe they may be they have the different aspiration but if they are supportive so then that support so don't try to have a like relationship or a, like connections with toxic person so that they are not there for you when you need them at least a mental support is a, a, a big so like we have like i have personally seen this thing so like we have started this uh, organization and then it's now 9 years so we have seen uh, there are so many faces that are with us from the day one even uh, they are now in the other sectors they are at good uh, positions some of them are judicial officers some of them are uh, they have started their own law firm but they are still available so uh, very uh, so you have to uh, be uh, we can say your teachers faculties are very important because they will guide you they they are mentors so you don't have to uh, like if you are even if you are planning to go for a post graduate so don't ignore your ug faculties so they will be for you uh, for forever your life because they they are your admission so they have taught you so definitely they know better than you i agree very much to to your first point as well of course because uh, that's something we learn as we go through life but the second point while nurturing your relationships and choosing your circle wisely that is a very important point which 
we don't think about we don't discuss but we it's is important to know okay finally the biggest uh, the best advice that you've got ever like single if i have to ask i've got uh, like this advice only if you are if you if you believe in something and you can do something about it and if that is something that is not uh, uh, like you are not able to uh, like forget thing or ignore it so if you have such idea so you should do it you should at least try it yeah it's like abdul kalam says right your dream is something that should be yeah. that should keep you awake during the day yeah, yeah. so so something yeah i think you've definitely done that and continue to do it uh, anush thank you so much i i took more time than what i promised so i'm really sorry about that but uh, i was really enjoying speaking to you and getting so inspired by everything that you're saying so good luck to you where can we follow you like how can we support the work that you're doing so like our website is there legaldesire.com uh, for all the legal insight uh, so students and professionals they can read interviews in so many practice areas like in even fashion in arts even securities laws any even other sectors like energy and other things so we are only covering those uh, areas for our interview section and we have a good uh, insights in our read to know section of website for fashion law they can uh, visit fashionlawjournal.com for forensic Uh, because there is again rare content on uh, fashion forensics, so they can also visit legaldesire.com/forensic. They can know our team over there. So we have our uh, uh, like achievements, and we have our the application that we got from CBI and their research reports, so that are available for open access. So nothing is behind paywall on any of these website. Uh, all are open access. And on Instagram, uh, they can follow us on legaldesire media and fashion media. And if they want to connect with me, I am available at uh, anujjadrettlegaldesire.com or anujlegal on uh, LinkedIn, on uh, Instagram and on LinkedIn. I can find it anujkar. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll include all these as uh, in the description or the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure talking to you, and I hope to see you if you're in Bombay next time. Yeah. Sure. Or, or if I come to Delhi or something like that. Thank you so much for giving yes. this platform to share. Yeah. knowledge whatever i have i hope it can be of help to anyone yeah, i'm sure it will you best for uh, your podcast thanks yeah thank you so much yeah see you thank you bye, bye.